great future. We're talking real money. Ah, job security. What a wonderful thing job security is. And we here at Talking Real Money would like to extend a hearty thank you, our appreciation for giving us perpetual job security through your actions. Because while we think we're smarter than a first grader, uh, the reality is when it comes to investing and money, we're just dumb bunnies. We just are dumb bunnies. We keep doing the wrong thing. We, we, as investors, generally in aggregate, we behave really, really badly, Tom. Yeah, I mean, it's a fascinating thing that it, the behavior, you think it kind of gets fixed a little bit and then mm, yeah. reversion to the mean. That's because we're right hopeful. Back. Yeah, we're we are hopeful. hopeful. People. And there's a couple of pieces I read recently, a couple of numbers I think are fascinating that are indicative of this whole human behavioral part of money and investing and all that stuff. And I'm going to start overseas in Japan because Japan, the Nikkei and the Nikkei, it's amazing. For those of us old enough can remember Japan when it was basically running the world economically, right? In the late eighties, they were buying up stuff. The Nikkei was roaring. They were coming here, buying golf courses and telling us how to run business. It was all, I can remember this very, very well, especially on the West Coast. Oh, it was constant. Uh, we're, we are being taken over. The world is being taken over by the brilliant Japanese. The Americans are going to be left in the dust. We're going to be a second-rate world power. And so what happened was people ran the price of the Nikkei way up. And then <laughs> since then, as you may know, Japan's problems have been well documented. We're not going to get into those, um, including sort of liar loans, among other things. But uh, the Nikkei is still 17% below its record high in 1989. Let me say that again. It's almost 20% less. Wait, than wait, wait. 1989? That's a long, that's like 34 years ago, I think. It's a long, long time. I so, was just a kid then, practically. I, I, can, I can kind of remember what I was doing. But wow. here, but so what, what has that resulted in? What I mean, is just in? dating back then? <laughs> wow. Something I don't really need to think about. But here, what does that result in? Fascinating. Today, Japanese households have 11%, 11% of their money in stocks. 55% in cash and deposit. So you have this, and there's a quote in this article saying, I was brought up by parents who would say, don't dabble in stocks because you have this entire generation now that doesn't trust stock markets. Now, obviously, if they had invested overseas, I think would have done the, well. the S&P 500 is up like 12 times or something. It's some yeah, outrageous and, you number. Know, there's an interesting historical parallel there too. If you remember, your parents were on your your grandparents were definitely depression babies yeah depression adults and and they were very frugal they were reticent to invest they feared another crash of 29 so it's sure. a similar psychological situation and you had to go an entire generation before you saw america invest in stocks again and now depending on who you believe it's somewhere between 40 and 50 percent of us that invest in stocks so that's one data point that I think it is very interesting. But here's another that I just find fascinating. We've talked about this ad nauseum. Uh, we've talked about sort of how much money to 
keep in cash. And here's a hint, by the way, it's not half a million dollars in your basement. Uh, but well, how about the gold? Can I keep some gold, gold in the freezer? <laughs> Finally, a use for gold. I knew you're going to cut bribery. It works. But I mean, here's the thing about <laughs> about cash. It's, it's like gold and crypto. <laughs> it's they're, not, they're really good for criminal enterprises, aren't they? <laughs> Absolutely. I'm because there it is. You can. Oh, I know we are. The crypto but fools. Here's it's fascinating to me to see yeah. that that people to change the behavior is just tough in so many ways because here we are in a time where you can with still with FDIC insurance still with complete liquidity you can make 5% a year on your money in a high yield savings account right i mean and it takes what 10 minutes to sign up online maybe less yeah less i've yeah. done it yeah and yet there's something like 20 trillion dollars still in bank deposits major banks that are paying and i just looked this up <laughs> yeah, is this the average for all of them? This is the average. The average on a savings on, account. It's got to. It's got to. It has to have gone up a lot. Come a on, a lot. Yeah, it has. Yeah, it's zero point four five. Half of one percent. Wait, zero point four five. Zero point four five. And yet, you got to convince people to take action, right? And they don't. And guess what? The banks. I think you mentioned there's a new credit card. Oh, my for gosh. My, my wife got a thing in the mail from one of the stores she shops at. I don't remember which of the women's clothing stores it is offering her this wonderful credit card at thirty two point nine nine percent interest. So figure that three percent. The spread between the half of one percent and thirty three is what the bank yeah. is doing with your nineteen trillion dollars. So, and, and, and wow, that says buy bank stocks, doesn't it? It really does. I it's mean, they're really smart people. They know how to stocks. convince you not to do anything. And then on the other part, with the other thing I, I just read the other day, is the number of people who are selling both stock mutual funds and guess what? Bond mutual funds because both have had a bad quarter again. So they're like, it's over. I'm going to move to cash. I guess cash at Bank of America that's paying you. Point four five. Yeah, I'm just going to sit at Bank of America. <laughs> Wait, what is Bank of America paying? I mean, now? well, it was remember point one five not that long ago. Well, maybe they're so, still below the average. That's <laughs> sorry, Bank of America below average. So it it it's fascinating to me this behavioral part. And so, how do you sort of fix yourself around all this? Because we all make bad emotional decisions with money, right? Give money to people, spend money in ways. Okay. But what about the part that you have saved? Okay. What are you? You're, you're laughing. Okay. Go ahead. Don, just look this well, up. Yeah, as okay. We're doing you the remember show. a while back, we talked about my savings account that I yeah. did not know I was paying $8 a month on. Cause I, I, don't keep I just money canceled mine. I canceled mine. Cause I was yeah. paying sim something similar. Like, no, uh, I'm not paying well, that. And back then the standard annual percentage yield on savings uh, of any amount <laughs> Any, any, any amount. Gazillion dollars. Half a million. Yeah. yeah right. Less than 2,500. The rate is 0.01%. 0. 0.01. 0. Yeah. yeah. Above 2,500, it's 0.01%. Now, if, you, if you're on their platinum honors tier. <laughs> how, how am I going to make an outrageous sum of money there? Oh, yeah, dude. 0.04%. And Whoa. you have to have an average annual daily balance of more than $20,000 in your savings account or at Merrill Lynch uh, to get the <sighs> to get the four times the rate, four, but still one-tenth of the average. 
Yeah, one tenth of the average bank uh, of America. Yeah. You guys should be ashamed of yourselves. Hopefully, they're not lending it out at thirty-two percent. Okay, so how do you go about kind of fixing all this, <laughs> right? If you're Japanese yeah. and you don't want to invest in stocks, if you're an American, your bank of you know your American, your bank of America, they don't want to do that. Okay, first of all, you got to always know the purpose. We t- this is because it comes up. It's the number one question. Hey, I have a hundred thousand dollars. What do I do? You got to know the purpose of all of your money. Is that money you're saving for retirement? Is that money you're saving for a car, a house, or something else? Those are invested differently, right? Not going to get into how differently, but they are. Some <laughs> some should be in cash, not like yeah. Bank of America cash. Some should be in stocks, bonds, that kind of thing, right? You got to know that with really kind of mm-hmm. everything you have. Uh, and it shouldn't be parked unless it's parked for a purpose. Number two, you need to know yourself, right? This is why we give the free risk quiz. I think you can go to talkingrealmoney.com. Talking yeah, we yep. get a lot of people taking Take the it. risk quiz. Take the risk quiz because you need to know yourself about money. There's a there's a very famous phrase that says if you don't know yourself about money, Wall Street's a very expensive place to get an education. Yes, it is. And we ask a lot about, of those folks yeah. who bought GameStop at the yeah. high. Yeah, I haven't seen that yet. Are you going to go see Dumb Money in the theater? I'm going to wait until it comes to yeah, the home. It's a small screen film. Yeah. It'll, and nowadays that stuff goes up so quick. It, yeah, I always look wait. like I want to see there. it. It looks it looks fun, but. Yeah. Okay. So back to the, so you got to know your risk and then you need to know what, how much am I trying to make with this money? If it's truly short-term savings, you should be more efficient than having it in a savings account at Bank of America. Not to pick down on them, but to pick oh, on well, them. Let's pick on them. Yeah, sure. Why not? Um, and we both bank there, fools. That we, we do. Are. I know. I most of my work is through a local credit union, but yes, I do some because we had to for the business set that up mm-hmm. that way. Uh, you got to know how much you're trying to make. You got to know what risk you're taking. And then here's another part. Here's something I love. I've I've used it myself. When times are great, maybe write down, consider memorializing how you feel. When times are poor. Write that down so that one or the other, you can go back and look and say, God, remember how bad I felt in the spring of 2020 when stocks went straight down or the uh, the great recession of 2008, because you need to know, be able to know those things and deal with them emotionally so that you do not make a decision to be out of stocks because of a generation missed in just Japanese stocks, or you don't make a bad decision of letting your money just sit around in the bank because we trust the Bank of America. And speaking of Bank of America, do you know what the on their highest rate credit card, their uh, profit margin over their savings account is how much? Twenty eight point two three percent. As you said, maybe we should be investing more in bank stocks. Twenty eight. So in less than three and a half years, they double their money on those credit cards on the interest you pay yes. on those credit cards. So, yeah. 28.24. 28. Not as good as the, what was it, but, the department but, store, see, the, the Debbie was the shopping at. Store, though, see, the difference is, the ones from the department store come from banks like Synchrony. Yeah, who, right. Who have high-yield savings accounts. So they're paying five for their money. And Bank of America is paying zero, essentially, for their money. Yeah. So uh, it's, a, it's a wash. And it's a wash. Of, speaking of a zero, I'm going to give a zero to Motley Fool. You know, oh, Motley Fool and I have had it out for years. Back when I was actually famous. I mean, we, we <laughs> almost we, famous. Yeah, we slammed each other regularly. I was uh, the mutual yeah. fund guy, and they were the buy the stock oh, yeah. guy. 
they used to that, and they used to laugh at people about mutual funds. That's for just people don't understand the stock market. Yeah, right. Well, so and they're published in the Seattle Times every week. So I read the Motley Fool every Sunday. They call it useful tips on investing. I would call it useless tips on investing. But the question to them this week was: Are mutual funds safer to invest in than stocks? I have an answer. I have yeah. an answer. Okay. Yes. Ah, thank well, you. It might surprise you the answer they, that they give. It said they can be. They can. No, be. they they generally are. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Diversified I guess can is, be is accurate. Yeah. Okay. They, but the last paragraph, you can have a one stock mutual fund that would be awful. Yeah. Fascinating. The last paragraph. If you choose to invest, this is from Motley Fool. If you choose to invest in individual stocks, you can reduce your risk by keeping up with their progress. Huh? You can reduce your risk by keeping up with their progress. Okay. If I go look at a stock right this very moment, the progress I will see is progress that has already occurred. I will not see the current progress for a few seconds, and I certainly won't see tomorrow's progress. So what am I supposed to be watching for? You need to be paying attention to what's going on. Are they buying or selling companies are they growing are they slowing are they but, but no, wait nothing no, i'm kidding nobody grew. knows not yeah, they're right. not growing yeah thank you we have to we really need to work on our tenses we need to go back to uh grammar school <laughs> grammar school get it, like grammar it school. yeah good one yeah uh, and, and work on our tenses because everything about the markets is past tense there is no future tense. It is not, it does not exist. And what do you, let's say you, I, I own Walmart. I love that Walmart. You know, I go in there and it's busy, 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 busy all the time. So I'm owning me some Walmart stock. So, and man, Walmart's is everywhere. They're even in a town of like 12 people. They got a big old Walmart out there. Uh, but I'm going to, uh, what you supposed to do, sit in the parking lot and go, oh, look, this week there's fewer cars than last Uh-oh. week. Uh-oh, sell, sell, sell. What do you yeah. do? What, that is the worst advice. What are you supposed to do with that advice? It is not actionable advice in any way, shape, manner, or form. It is, frankly, a zero. That's just it's foolish. advice. It is. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> foolish. You got time for a question? One, one question. This yes, is pretty sir. good. This is pretty good. Um, Lisa well, writes good. us from... Montrose, Michigan. Montrose, Michigan. Subject, my brother loves dividends. Has he nailed it? These are the things her brother is investing in. He's 50 years old. Uh, Here's my brother's aggressive approach for saving for retirement. All right, Mm -hmm. you ready? Mm -hmm. Number one, V-H-Y-A-X. The Vanguard High Dividend Paying V V H. Y morning stars slow. V H Y A X. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Vanguard high, high dividend, dividend. Yield admiral shares. Yeah. And did you Will look they, at the dividend? Look at the yield. Okay. Three percent. Three percent. Okay. Yeah. So and it's a pretty limited asset class, large value type stocks, right? It is you large value because yep. that's where you get your dividends. Bingo. It's a portfolio of. 500 stocks. Right. So it's pretty limited. We'd prefer you to be in thousands of equities. And they are very large, very large, very large. Uh, Hang on. uh, Keep that one. Keep that one. Look at another one. Yeah. Hold on. Okay. Hold on. I got to open another page. Okay. Open another page. J E P I X. J E P I X. 
J-E-P-I-X. Yeah, this is another mutual fund. Please improve your servers. They're so... Oh, J.P. Morgan Equity Premium Income. Ah, Oh, that's a covered call writing fund, I bet. Bingo. I bet you that's a covered call writing fund at six-tenths of a percent with a yield of 10. Yeah. But you have to remember, the yield of 10... That's all you can ever expect. No return other you're than you're not going to get any growth out of this because yeah. all the growth is because you're 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 playing options, uh, so you're giving up any of the return in the stock, and that's all showing up in that yield. Um, and, and then one more. Can I add one more? Oh, before you um, issue your commentary on all this from uh, for Lisa, okay. here you go. It's easy. T. Yeah. T. What? T. Just T. As in time out. T is in is Tom. T that is used in, to be AT&T. It, it, is that still it is. AT&T? Yeah, it's still AT&T. It's, well, that's an individual stock. Yeah, it is. So you got you got your high dividend payers. You got your... <laughs> no, this is not a good strategy for a retirement. No, it's a terrible strategy. Portfolio. I mean, okay, so AT&T has a 7% dividend yield. Of course That's they because do. their stock's been battered. Yeah. Okay, so People it's a forget value that part of it. stock. It is a value stock, yeah. So, and so, but here, here's what I want to look at. I want to look at the chart a little longer term. I don't want to look at that. See, you don't want to look at that dividend. You want to look at the company and, and then you want to watch its parking lot to see how many cars are out there. How and much, how many people are many using people cell are making a telephone from, call from and, their car in the uh, lot? <laughs> let's see. We go way back here. Let's see. Uh, AT&T. Monitoring their progress is Don okay. McDonald. Here we go. Yes. In 1999. AT&T reached its zenith. Which, again, I think we mentioned this earlier, is like 24 years ago. So. Yeah, it, at $43 a share. And, uh, you know, they've been paying a nice dividend all along the way. Um, let's see, they managed to go as low as, um, oh, about half that in uh, the, uh, the great early recession. 2000s. Yeah. Then okay. uh, in 2008, they, uh, were, they went down to as low as 17 now? Okay, now that was 2008. That was you'd think that would be as bad as it gets. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> thanks to a series of really bad decisions like buying up Time Warner and all of that, and, oh, and selling. I remember it. those deals? Yeah. Uh, they're now down to fifteen, sixteen dollars a share. AT and T, don't phone home. I now guess. Think right? about that for a minute. You're getting a dividend, but that dividend was overwhelmed. By the declining value of the company. And this is something, a forest from the trees sort of comment here, right? People see 10% there, 7% there. Doesn't that sound like kind of returns you would get in the market with less risk because you're more diversified, et cetera. So no, this is not well, a I mean, retirement okay, type a 7% of return. return. Yeah. Uh, what has the, uh, let's just go really mainstream and let's look at the Vanguard balanced index which is a 60 40 portfolio 60 percent in stocks 40 percent in bonds right it's a 60 40 portfolio it's vbiax for those of you playing along at home because that's the only way to look these blasted things up it has an or almost in your car yep. non-existent expense ratio of seven one hundredths of one percent now not much seven one hundredths <laughs> of one percent and it's uh, it's average annual return over the past fifteen years. Now, you know yes. that nice big dividend you were enjoying. That's seven percent, seven point seven one. Yeah, with 
a whole lot less, less volatility. Real and less real risk. It has to be. It has to a be. lot more. Yeah. Because AT&T, for example, can go to zero. And don't tell me it can't happen because you remember another telephone company back a couple of decades, uh, MCI? Yeah. They were a big competitor of AT&T or Singular or whatever it was back then. They went away. And our friend Clark Howard says we should not be using the major carriers. You should be using one of the smaller ones that buy time from the big ones and charge you a lot less. So, which I yeah. found fascinating as well. Anyway, I need to, I need to look into that because I'm yeah, paying me Verizon too. way too yeah, much money. I'm with you there. So, uh, Lisa, no, tell your brother, no, diversify the portfolio. Uh, far the thing is, more is diversify. The, 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 even the most simple diversification you can come up with, which by the way, is something like the Vanguard balanced index. It's just super simple, no brainer. You buy it, you leave it alone forever. They rebalance themselves would have done as well, if not better over time than the, 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 the complicated convoluted strategies that your brother thinks he's brilliantly employing, which it's not, there's no trick to beating the market. Lisa, right. thank you for writing. Thank you for all for listening. Thank you for reaching out. Talk to so many of you the last couple of weeks. I think I got a couple of Saturdays coming up where I'm chatting with people. So you want a review of your portfolio, someone to look at your plan. We give you a free, absolutely free, no obligation hour of our time. And you can get in touch with us by going to talkingrealmoney.com and clicking on meet an advisor or or Telephone, the, the aforementioned telephone, right? Where you yeah. call it's not it. AT&T, though. It's not AT&T. I don't know who it is anymore. I don't know but either. It's <laughs> some little company somewhere. Yes. And you can ring us up at 800-386-3004. 800-386-3004. Thanks for being a part of the show. I'm Don. That's Tom. And we hang out here all the darn time talking real money. We hope you realize that the information provided on Talking Real Money is for informational, educational, and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. Providing personalized financial planning or investing advice takes time, so please consult with a really good fee-only fiduciary investment, tax, or legal advisor. We know a good one. Investing must always involve risk. In other words, you can and probably will lose money at times. Also, as much as you want it, no one can accurately and consistently predict the future, so past performance doesn't tell you a darn thing about what the future will bring. Unlike many other programs that say something similar, Talking Real Money is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial products or securities. Instead, the program is provided as a public service by Appella Capital, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Thanks for listening, and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and disclosures. That should keep the lawyers happy.